the one and only Darren Green Show. Welcome to another brave year. It is your boy Darren Green back up in this gig child one more time. It is 2024, the first podcast of the year. Okay. Shout out where my bomb at. Okay, let's get a bomb for the for the new year, honey. Like I said, it's gonna drop like an album and it's already doing its things. Okay. First of all, how y'all doing YouTube? How y'all doing audio podcast listeners? That is Apple Podcast, Spotify, you know, anywhere you get your podcast. How y'all doing? Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to support the show. Shout out to the people at We Are You Radio. Okay. You know, I, look, I, I got to shout y'all out too because y'all, y'all definitely, y'all definitely doing y'all, y'all thing, listening to the show and stuff and getting into these topics, honey. Um, yeah. So the, the new year did kick off pretty interestingly. Okay. I had a couple, I had like a little vacation myself, child. I went to AC for uh new year's with some cousins and friends and stuff like that we just like went around the city we went to like a like a casino i don't know if y'all if y'all in the jersey area y'all know about tropicano we went there um you know get some drinks honey eat at a nice little restaurant child and we watched the you know we did the countdown on the shore well i wasn't in the shore honey of course we wasn't in that water but you know the little boardwalk area we was in, we was where the step where the steps are. Okay, you know, looking at the ocean and and watching the countdown and everything it was like a, it was like a cute little scene. I would definitely like to go back. You know, I always go to AC when it's cold. Like <laughs> I only been to that city twice. The the first time was when I was in tenth grade. The second time, obviously, this trip. But we went during the winter. And it was just cold. Like it was just. I was. I was young too, so I, I really didn't care about what the stuff was going on. I didn't. I, I didn't drink at the time. Obviously, child. We went to like Caesars, that their resort or whatever. It was. It was okay. I thought it was okay because, like I said, I think AC, almost like Vegas. It's like it's like an adult type of city. But going as an adult, okay, it was kind of fun. You know, we didn't. We didn't gamble or anything like that. You know, I don't do that stuff, child. But it was definitely a movie. Okay, it was a Kodak moment. Okay, I got to hang out with some friends. And I really did get to reflect, too, on the new year and really hone in. Because I had, like, after that, I had, like, a two-day break. Like, they they didn't want to put me in a schedule, child, but they want to kill me on the last couple days of the week, of the first week, child. But, you know, I I spent some time just to reflect and work on stuff. I'm, you know, contacting different creators to potentially come on the show. Like I said, I'm not lying. I want to have more collaborations. We're going to start off with some guest co-hosts because I don't know if I want to do the, I don't know if I'm the interview type, you know, it's all about, you know, asking a little question, questions or whatever. And then we get, I want to have somebody I can have a conversation with. We talk about hot topics, you know, I'll give you like a little interview in the beginning because, you know, if you got something to promote, whatever. But you gonna come? You gonna sit with me with these hot topics, child? Because I feel like I just need like you know another person. So I've been contacting people, you know. And if anybody's interested, or you know anybody that might be interested in coming on the show, they got like you know the you know there's certain there's certain criteria though. Okay, we we didn't we didn't elevate it in that. Okay, we we elevated. Okay, so we gotta have people that's on the same type time. So oh, for my vid- visual listeners, sorry to my audio listeners, I am wearing the merch. Okay, the Darren Green Show shirts. Okay. Hit that link in my bio, or if you're on YouTube, it should be right below the video. Okay, real cheap. Okay, come on now, you you want to get you, come on? That's my only shameless plug. But yes, we have a lot of things coming up. I had a brand that actually sent me like 
something to do like an unboxing video on TikTok. Like things is really moving and shaking here at the Darren Green universe. Okay. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Okay. I'm manifesting success in this year. And I hope you guys are doing the same as well. Okay. Here's a list of things that we're going to get into today. Okay. We got to talk about Lil Boosie and how he doesn't want to uh, take his daughters or he, he stepped out of the color purple movie because it was, it was so gay. Okay. Uh, we got to get into that. Then we also got to get into Dave Chappelle and his new comedy series. Child. He is still punching down. Okay. On the trans community child. We'll get into that a little bit later. Then we'll talk about Cat Williams. You know, Cat Williams, child. he broke the internet. <laughs> no, he really did break the internet though. And we'll get into that a little bit later. And then we also got to get into this damn person that attacked this judge. Girl, what is going on? All that and more coming up right now at the Darren Green Show. Okay, so the first topic I wanted to get into is none other than Lil Boozy. Now, for starters, before we get into this person, child, I did see the color purple, right? And it was just as I thought. A masterpiece, okay? And I, I will have to say the acting is phenomenal. The singing was phenomenal as well. I think that there wasn't too much singing, okay? Now, I, I, I'm a musical girly. Let's be very clear. I get into the musicals, okay? I just seen Wicked last year. But I do think that sometimes the music just be, it be too much music every second of the day. Ah, okay. But I will say this. This was, this was very, you know... It didn't have too much, too many songs. Like it had the, the the songs I'm guessing from the Broadway musical because I never seen Color Purple the Broadway musical, but um, it kept a good ratio between the acting and the singing. Like it wasn't too much on that. Um, I'd say the movie was solid. Okay, I, I it definitely kept my attention. I would definitely watch this again and again and again and again, just like the old one. <laughs> Because I feel like it's like tradition to watch Color Purple. Like, in our family, it is tradition, okay? I know all the lines, child. And, and it was definitely some parts that got me misty, just like the first one. So, they did a good job. But anyway, I don't want to talk about this film too much because I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Go watch it. You know, like always, it ain't right unless Boozy is dragging the community, child. You know, it, it, girl... I think that this is on brand for him. You know, when it comes to Boozy, though, every time queer people get the spotlight on something, he always has something to say. He has to interject because there is something deep within him that he has a problem with. So he made this tweet talking about the color purple. He said that I had to walk out of the color purple um, and two other couples walked out as well because I had my little girls with me. And it seemed like a whole love, a rainbow love story, might I add. Good acting, but whoever wrote this script is pushing their narrative hard. As a parent, I will not let my little girls watch this. Now, I talked about this on TikTok, and I also talked about this on Instagram. It did a lot. It did, when I tell you it did well, child, I was like, oh, child. But it was a lot of people in my comments, you know, talking about like, oh, well, Boozy's right, and he has every right to, you know, not not have his children watch the uh, Color Purple and, and all this good stuff. And, you know, we got some comments that was in support of me, you know, what I was saying and, you know, talking about their experiences when they watched the Color Purple. There was this one person, I don't want to single them out, so I'll just, you know. But they said that when they went to see the movie themselves and they seen those parts where Celie was, you know, lusting off of Suge and, you know, they had a, you know, kissing scene or whatever. 
Oh, oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I spoiled that. But I, look, there was a, it, we all know. OK, we all know the story. Let's be very clear. OK, so don't, don't try to sit there and say, oh, my God, you spoiled it. But at the end of the day, you know, we know that Celia and Suge was a thing. And this person said that, like, the people in his theater, like, booed and was like, man, get out of here with that mess and this, that, and the third. Like, it was a real thing. You know, black, you know, it, not for nothing. It's a lot of black straights that are very, very conservative when it comes to, you know, their movies and how they're portrayed in media and stuff like that. And let me tell you something. Y'all need to understand that there is nuances to being black. Let's be very clear. Let's call a thing a thing. Okay. Not everybody is straight. Okay. And there's, there is going to be stories in which in our community that shows these type of lifestyles. And y'all need to understand that. Now, my thing about boozy though, right? My first thought, and that's what I said on my TikTok. Why is a kid present? Why is a kid present at this movie? Because let's be clear, and, and and for people that was in my comments talking about something, well, I watched Color Purple when I was five years old. I, I memorized all the lines. You wasn't supposed to be watching that movie. That movie was graphic. Okay. Like I said, it, the, the context, it had context of DV, SA, you know, just all types of stuff. Pedophilia. Okay, let's be very clear. Um, because missed the soul or bought Seely when she was like 14 years old. So it's a lot of trauma. It's a lot of just messed up stuff that happened in that film. I don't see why any little girls or little anybody's okay for that matter should be watching this film at all. It seemed like Boozy didn't really know what this was. I guess he thought that it was just going to be like, oh, you know, black girls, you know, doing a little musical and it's going to be like, you know, little, little, little conflict, not too much conflict. Like, come on. And like I said, I, and I said, it, I said, I never seen this as a kid. I mean, I seen this growing up, like when I was in middle school and I had like a more matured mind, a little bit more mature mind than when I was a kid. But yeah, I mean, like, girl, what is, who is what, who's bringing their children to see color purple? I, 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 I'm questioning y'all, you know, I'm questioning the parents. And my second point was when we got to the Suge and Sealy parts, I mean, we had already done seen SA, DV, We've seen Celie get sold at 14 to this grown man that's arguably 30. Um, none of that stuff was like a deal breaker for you. It was only until we got this lukewarm scene between Suge and, and, and Celie that that really like grinds your gears. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 very weird to me. It's very weird. Very weird. But as I looked at it a little bit more. And really get into the meat and potatoes of things. Child, Boozy is Mr. Think about it. I mean, you know, he paid grown women to have his have their way with his underage son. Okay. He had women come over his house and on his lives doing all types of debaucheries and, and all this other stuff while children is present. Okay. I mean, Boozy could have played Mr. Let's be very, let's call a thing a thing. You know, you did a song back in the day. Talking about how there was two girl red bones kissing in the, in the back seat. Don't stop. Keep going and relax me. Okay, that, that's your lines. You said that. You didn't have a problem with it then, but you got a problem with it now. People think that he's just like an idiot or something like that, which you know, part partly could be true, right? But he knows how to start a conversation to make him relevant. Let's be very clear. It, it's now become because it's always a thing now. Every time there's something, there's an artist that comes out that's queer. There's something goes viral and it has to do with a person that is queer 
it's always met with Boozy giving his opinion. And then when somebody comes after him or, you know, he gets the heat for it, it's then it becomes, oh, well, y'all, I can't say my opinion. We like my opinion. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. That's what I think. And, and you know, as a parent, I feel like, I, bro, anybody saying you don't got, you can't have no opinion. You can say whatever you want. And we can say whatever we want, too, in response to what you said. Like, I don't think y'all know how free speech works. Okay, just because you got free speech doesn't mean that everything you say is the end all be all. You know, I let people rock in my comments because it was people on YouTube that was coming for me. And, you know, they weren't really dragging my take. Okay, they were dragging me. And that's how I know I won the argument. But, you know, I, I let people rock because that is free speech. Like you can say like whatever I say and you say in response, you have the right to say that response. And I have my right to respond to your response and we can respond and keep it going. You get what I'm saying? That's how free speech works, honey. That's how free speech works. So for him to sit there and say, oh, well, in, in his little responses, and he's been going back and forth with different um, content creators. I know him and T.S. Madison are getting into it. He done called, he done went in uh, Milan Christopher's DMs, calling him all types of slurs and stuff. Here's the thing. People are not going to agree with what you say, you know, in, in your views, in your lifestyle, you know? People brought up, what I just brought up with you having these little dancers on your son and, and you having these these women come at your house and do all types of freaky deaky things. I mean, you and you want to sit there and say, oh, well, you know, my, my father was was raised Baptist or he was a pastor or some crap. Nothing that you do in your life, Boozy, is of any of Christian value. And also to the people that's going back and forth with him, child, like, like I said, we need, we should have left him in 2023. I think we need to leave him in January 2024. Let's be very clear. He's only listening to respond and he's not a real person. He's not a person that has an original thought. Okay. He's basically just a mouthpiece for all the hate that y'all see in the comments and different blogs and stuff like that saying he ain't wrong. He ain't say no lies. You get what I'm saying? Like he's basically, you know, pandering to his quacky fans that you know love to be pandered to and 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 and, you know they just have this this little connection that they have he has with his little fans or whatever like he's not a real person like he's i I don't even i mean i think he believes the stuff that he says but like really he's doing this stuff for attention this is this is what he wants i mean this is literally what he wants and maybe me talking about this on my show is part of the problem too because i'm giving light to it but, you know, I'm just I'm a reactive person and that was a big topic this week. So I'm talking about it. But like, you know, he's just like he's he's a cog in the in the um Internet space. Like, that's just what he is. Like, he's not even he's not even making music no more. He said he makes most of his money on interviews. And I'm pretty sure Vlad TV and all them probably going to get him for another interview. He probably going to go on the breakfast club again. Child talking about them same tired behind. Nobody's going to challenge him. Right. And that's the thing. Nobody's going to challenge him. But he's just going to continue to do his little run. This is his intro into his tour of doing interviews, lazy interviews at that. And and people are just going to eat it up. You know, there's nothing more to say about this, right? So, girl, let's move on. Another person that I wanted to get into is none other than Dave Chappelle. So Dave Chappelle made it clear that he will be punching down even more, okay, on the trans community in his newest Netflix special, The Dreamer. Okay, I mean, literally, his first comic bit was him comparing trans people to uh, the actor Jim Carrey trying to pretend to be somebody else. Like, that's the first joke, okay? 
he got into a lot of things. I mean, he he then talked about how he wasn't going to joke on the trans people no more because they thought that he needed them for jokes. He stopped joking about one marginalized group to joke about another marginalized group. He started coming for the paraplegic people, um, coming for handicapped people. I mean, and at the end of the day, in between the show, he he did kind of talk about gay and trans people. And then I thought it was kind of weird, too, how he kind of like mixed the two together, like the gay and trans, like they're the same thing. But, you know, that's here nor there. You know, I, I can't expect, you know, a straight person to understand that there's a difference. Right. We're in the same. We're in communities, but it's different. Right. My whole thing is I don't need to tell you that this is on brand for him. Right. He understands his conservative base. And he's pandering to them. And that's just basically what it is. That's what his content has become. I was a big fan of him back in the day. Like, I felt like, and I felt like he was fair. I felt like it was fair because he talked about everybody. He ragged on everybody. Okay. And when you do that, it kind of is like, okay, well, it's, now you can see that this is satirical. It doesn't seem like you're targeting, in which I'm feeling with his latest, you know, specials, he has been targeting this one specific community. Like, to the max. I don't think that he takes it personal. Because uh, it's just like, you know, I, I know what my fans want to hear. They want to see me rag on trans people. So I guess we got to rag on trans people. If there's a new group that comes out that, that he talks about and they don't like it, then and they want him to talk about like he's gonna Like, he's, he's become, I don't want to say it, but a slave to his fans, child. He has a conservative listenership. So if he tries to make any type of content that is against what they believe in, then that's just not going to be good for his base. I did watch the special because I wanted to see what the hype was. Also didn't want people in the comments talk about something. You didn't even watch the whole thing. Like it's a, like you taking it out of context, 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 context. Y'all always in my comments talk about the context, but you don't ever want to explain the context. Okay. The context in question where the, where their context present in the damn comment section. Absolutely not. Okay. I think that I, it, it, quiet as it's kept, I, I think it was is it, it was entertaining. It, it definitely had parts that I thought was interesting. He got into the whole Oscar slap situation and how he, you know, talked to Chris Rock and understood both sides of the spectrum when it comes to Will and, and, and um was his name and Chris Rock. He also talked about his own situation where he got attacked and, and how, you know, I, th I thought that was entertaining. I thought it was funny. You know, he talked about his wife. He was ragging on his wife. And this is the Dave Chappelle that I kind of missed. Like, you ragged on everybody, okay? Now, there was a couple of LGBT jokes up in there, too. I mean, he talked about Lil Nas X as well, which was, you know, stupid. But, I mean, look, here's the thing. He really didn't come for the trans community like he did in previous specials. He really just used that as a placeholder and then talked about other stuff, which was interesting. I want to see how that's going to pan out, you know, in numbers, you know, being that you're not, you didn't really go too much in on the trans community child this time. So how, how the numbers going to look now, child, um, we will definitely see. He definitely is a comedian that strays away from the whole political correctness route. Okay. We see that with other comedians and it really not work out for them. I think, I do think comedians are in like a tough space when it comes to, and I don't know how anybody's going to respond to this, but like when it comes to what they can say, what they can't say, because, you know, a lot of the legends in, in in the comedian space, I'm talking about the black ones, I ain't, I ain't messing with the white ones, child. You know, they said a lot of sh back in the day that they really cannot say, again, it's not a lot that really do say much. That's why a lot of them don't really do stand-up no more. A lot of them that are big now, they they do movies. They do, they do comedic movies and, 
you know, interviews and they do podcasts now and get in, you know, like they get into that. I do think that there is a tough space and it's hard to, you know, be politically correct and also be entertaining. I understand that aspect and I, and I, I do empathize with comedians in that way, but it's when you target that's just that's just always the problem with me. Like I, I just I, I didn't like those those last two specials because you ragged on them. Like you ragged on the trans community. His show was interesting. Like it had parts in there that I kind of chuckled with, and it was it was cool. It was funny. It's just like the Dave Chappelle that I knew back in the day. But it's kind of hard to like laugh at the good stuff when you know you you said some real messed up stuff in the past. I don't know. You just gotta you gotta let it be, child. But that's all I gotta say about this topic, and we'll move on. So the comedian Cat Williams sat with Shannon Sharp on his show. I think it's called Club Shay Shay or whatever thing is. They got into a lot of things, right? So what went viral and it's just all over social media right now is Cat Williams basically dragging all the prominent black comedians, black male comedians. And what I tell you, I was definitely glued. I was glued, honey. I, now, I didn't see the full, full interview. Like, they've been putting out clips, like his, like Shannon Sharps, his team or whatever, have been putting out clips of different sections of the show. I definitely watched the clip, the, the 30-something minute clip of him just ragging on all the black male comedians. I mean, he was all over social media. Like, I was, when I tell you, I got so much stuff, like, it, for my visual listeners, y'all see, I just have a whole bunch of posts that I, that I saved on, on the Cat Williams thing. Like, he talked about Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, Kevin Hart, Faison, Ricky Smiley. He even talked about Ludacris and said that he was he was in some type of Illuminati party where one of them had to cut off all their hair and the other one was able to get me. I was like, child, what is going on? What is happening? That interview got my entire life. Let's be very clear. It, it got my entire life. You know, we already got a bunch of comedians that responded. We seen a... Cedric the Entertainer made his response. Now, what I found interesting, though, was after Cedric made his response, that's when we saw, because the story was, if y'all didn't know, Cat Williams said that Cedric stole a bit from him. And it was the part, his is one of Cedric's most iconic scenes in uh, the Kings of Comedy where he basically was driving like a spaceship or something like that. People shared the clip that Cat Williams did a long time ago before Cedric the entertainer did. And it was very similar. I mean, almost identical right after Cedric made that response. He talked about it. And Cedric, he, he, he ain't know what the goddamn say. Cause he basically was saying, Oh, well, no, I did this back in the nineties. And you know, cat Williams, he was out in the in early two thousands. I'm like, we, we getting the timeline wrong. Okay. We see, uh, Michael Blackson made his response. Kevin Hart made his response too. I found that to be very funny because, you know, he in his response, he basically told Kat that he got to, you know, let that hate go. And while he was saying that, he said he promoted his uh, movie that's supposed to be on Netflix that nobody knows about. Um, Kev, we ain't forget about what you said about that man. Okay, you said that man had a drug problem on The Breakfast Club. Look, he's just responding. You better be lucky. That's all that he did was read your and not and I sue you for defamation. Okay, let's be very clear. Do I think that Cat could be a little bit? Maybe that his career didn't take off how he wanted it to, or how he was wronged and and and, and whatever, and he's just become this bitter person. Sure, maybe yes. Um, but did he lie? No, definitely not. <laughs> he did not lie. I don't. I do not disbelieve a single thing he said. Because I mean, look at it. Like I said, the internet does not lie. The internet was bringing out receipts. 
Like I said, we got Cat, we got the internet posting Cedric the Entertainer's um, clip, and then we seen Cat Williams' clip. Similar. Then people dug up the whole Mark Curry interview where he said that Steve copied him. We, he talked about Steve. He said Steve basically stole his comedian's run and, and his whole idea to do a show and how he had a man unit. <laughs> like... People even was looking back at the old pictures of Steve Harvey and said, yeah, no, that fade was a little bit too perfect, a little bit too caked on. That was a whole wig. I mean, look, he. let's be clear. I think that all the comedians that Cat probably talked about, it was proven to, they were proven to be frauds, overrated, among all sellouts. We got Kevin Hart. I mean, like when you look at Kevin Hart's run and people were noticing, they said, you know, he he had a run before he was ever even known. And I noticed that too, like, Kevin Hart used to be in some flicks back in the day before we even knew who this man was. And I, and I think that was the thing. Like we didn't know who he was. He was just, he was really just a side character. First of all, he was a side character in his own goddamn movie. Okay. Soul Plane, which I would say one of the most iconic, you know, black comedian films out there. Soul Plane was funny. I ain't gonna lie. That was a funny movie. Okay. He was the star of it. The star. We didn't even know you. No, I, I, I I'm starting to believe he could have been a plan. Like, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely on the table. Um, Cedric the Entertainer not being not being funny. Like, he's written funny. You know, he 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 steals people's stuff. Same with Steve Harvey. I mean, these are mouthpieces. These these aren't... I mean, and I never... Like, okay, Cedric, Cedric the Entertainer, he was kind of funny. I ain't gonna lie. Like, he was. Steve Harvey was never funny to me, okay? He was, like, radio funny. You know, he was good on the radio. He's good, you know, as a... Family Feud host, you know, because he, you know, when he, when they write him funny, then he, you know, he, he funny. But yeah, a lot of these people are sellouts and frauds and they're overrated. And I think he, he really, you know, wanted to talk about it. He wanted to talk about how, you know, he was a person that, that, that created like authenticity in his work, right? It was never about popularity. And I think a lot of the people that he was talking about, they got a lot of popularity, but not a lot of talent. And I think that's what he was trying to say in this interview. And that is kind of true. Let's be very clear. A lot of these people are popular. We haven't seen a Kevin Hart stand up, a decent Kevin Hart stand up in a minute. Um, none of these comedians that we're talking about, they're not doing any stand up. Like they're not, it's, it's, it's like they done made it to the point where they can do other things, but they're just like, you know, like I said, they're mouthpieces. I do feel bad for what he said about Ricky Smiley because Ricky Smiley, he, and he had a, like, he had like a, he responded to, but it was, it was, he didn't go to, like he was, you know, he said that his kids were kind of upset that that cat said that about him and all that stuff. Him, you know, he can't play no man child. He can only play women. Like, look, okay. There was, there was, he, he definitely went too far with some people, but, but the people that need to be talking about, okay, he was spot on. Now I found it also interesting that Shannon Sharp, you know, wasn't able to keep up, child. Um, you peeped how he was trying to defend him, too. Like, every every time Kat would say something, you know, Shannon would be on there, well, hold on now. Well, well, I, hold on. I think you're doing too much drinking. Talk about some, we're not going to let you drink no more. Like, bruh, if you don't get out of here, try, child, look how, they, look how they try to discredit him. I think what happened is, like like he said in his little response, because Shannon made a response. I'm friends with a lot of these people that he talked about, so it was a it was a weird situation, and that's why I said celebrities should never be in journalistic positions. I mean, I get it, they could do whatever they want, sure, but, like, it's just not good content. Because at the end of the day, this is my problem with these celebrity journalists. Y'all got to understand that the people that y'all have in y'all platforms is probably going to talk about your friends and your alliances, okay? And put your stuff in jeopardy because that's just that's just the, the game. Of the That's just what it is. That's what journalism is. 
Uh, you don't make friends out here. You're making content. You're making stories. Okay. You got to deliver the news. Okay. Not saying that Shannon's show is, is nothing of journalistic, you know, depiction on here. It's just him talking to a bunch of famous people. But like, you got to understand like that you're going to have people on that's going to talk about your friend and you got to sit there and, and be the interview person. He said he couldn't get a word out. You're you're just unprofessional. Like you're used to people just okay. You you got the questions. You got the little things potted up. You have to take your show back. Okay, we've all been through that. You know, people that do content creations and podcasts and have people on that kind of overpower the show, and you got to be like, hey, hey, okay, hold on, let me. I'm still the narrator here. I'm still the I'm still the moderator. Okay, I got I got questions to get into. We don't want things to get derailed. But at the end of the day, Shannon, like your video went viral. You you have like three point three million, and that's on the the three the two hour interview. And then you have like little clips. Y'all had clips potted up, ready to be posted on YouTube. Y'all capitalize off this moment. Don't act like, oh my goodness, I was so shocked and appalled. And you know, he he was wound up before we even started taping. I wish we was I wish we started taping during the time. I'm like, girl, next time Cat should go on a more uh sophisticated show. Okay, I will uh, now people were saying they they want to see Cat and uh and Monique get into some type of interview conversational type thing. You know, I think I think I, I like comedy hype, comedy hype. I watch a lot of their videos and their interviews are just spot on. And, you know, they do what they do. I'm not sure if Cat Williams wants to go, you know, to the YouTube route. I mean, but I mean, Shannon Sharp is on YouTube, too. So whatever. But like there's definitely some platforms that that he can come on and, and, and they can have a real, you know, real conversation and not just, you know, because he, he did go. Oh, he did fly off the handle. I ain't gonna lie. But I mean, but we loved it. We loved it. He said what he had to say. The truth was such a free child. All right. Now, anyway, let's move on. Now, this other topic, this last topic I want to get, get into before I get out of here, child. Did y'all see that judge that got attacked by this man? Oh, my goodness. Let's. Well, here's the thing. So the Clark County District Judge Mary K. Halthus was attacked in the courtroom on Wednesday while delivering a sentence for a 30-year-old Deborah Reedon. Now, according to a news source, Deborah was in court for his sentencing on a charge of attempted battery with substantial bodily harm. Now, his attorney requested probation for his client and even argued for a suspended sentence reportedly citing previous complications of his probation programs, his mental health history, and his background, to which the judge denied it. He, she said, in quotes, I appreciate that, but I think it's time that we get a taste of something else. The judge explained, because I just can't with that history. And then the man leaped over the bench and started whooping that judge you-know-what, child. <laughs> Now, they said that the marshal was reportedly injured. According to reports, um, Deborah was booked into a Clark County jail on a new charges of battery and, and battery uh, on a protected person. Um, he is due to be in court next Thursday, child. Girl. <laughs> this video was so funny, but it's not, though. It's it, At the same time, it's not. Because, I, look, I don't condone violence at all. I don't think that, you know, people should be inflicting violence. But some of these judges be condescending. Okay, some of these judges like, and I've been in the courtroom before. Okay, I I didn't have to do nothing. Like I was I was in attendance because it was a friend of mine. They had to go to court jail. Um, but 
I just noticed how the judge was just so like, ugh. Like, I would never want to, I hope, you know, let me knock on wood, child. I hope I never have to experience that because, like, you know, I'm a person, I don't like disrespect, right? And if I'm giving you that respect, please let it reciprocate. I don't care who you are. I don't care what degrees you got or what certification or what what, what stature you are in. Okay, no, them judges be condescending. But that doesn't mean you put your hands on them. Okay, that don't mean that you leap across benches. Okay, and, and when you see in the video, I'm sorry to the audio listeners, but the video listeners, like, you can see, like, the, like, the bailiff couldn't even, he couldn't even get no hits in. I mean, then they, they had this boy on the side with these light behind soft punches. Like, what? What is happening, I, the girl? That was that was some funny. You know what? Okay. <laughs> Every time that video plays back, child leaping across that child, <laughs> girl. But I don't know. That's all I had to say. That's all I had to say about this topic. It's not much to uh, talk about. I will see y'all next week. Okay, with another set of topics, of course, and uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and. You have a good one. All right, y'all. Bye.